Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 166. We are in our third year going strong. We are sharing the good news of servant leaders around the market that are making a difference and having those others rise up around them. And we have a great servant leader in studio with us. 32-year nonprofit leadership organization here in San Diego. I'm the president and CEO, Partnerships with Industry, Wendy Forkus. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. I know you're in high demand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at times it can seem that way, but thank you so much for having me, and I'm glad that you guys invited me. Yeah, you're very welcome. So how long have you been with Partnerships with Industry? Well, actually, I will be celebrating my one-year anniversary on February 1st. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to follow uh, the previous president and CEO. And um, so on February 1st of last year, I stepped in and been working with the team there at PWI trying to make good things happen in our community. Congratulations. Thank you very That's much. That's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. And what about your background? Where uh, where are you from originally? Where'd you go to school? What's your professional record been like? Well, I'm born and raised here in California. A native. Uh, yes, okay. Northern California. NorCal. Okay, yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Um, and then I relocated down here about 15 years ago. Good for you. Um, and this is where I plan to retire. I love San Diego. I love the sun. Um, I've been really been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um when I was in Northern California, I got my first job at a nonprofit organization similar to PWI, Partnerships with Industry, yep. um, worked with them for 15 years. They were the ones who um, I have to give credit to relocating me and my family down here to San Diego. Okay. Um, I also uh, worked at another organization prior to PWI, similar nonprofit organization here in San Diego um, for eight and a half years. So I've been in the this field for about 25 plus years. Okay. Um, what originally drew you to the nonprofit space? Well, I majored in psychology um, in college and uh, through my coursework, both as a BA as well as my graduate, I had the opportunity to work with individuals with developmental disabilities at the Stockton Developmental Center. Okay. Um, as well as was kind of a uh, shown the benefits of behavior modification, which I know right now is kind of a naughty word, but back then it was kind of new. Benefits of behavior modification. What does that even mean? It's um, how you can work with an individual to help them learn new behaviors so that they can live a better quality of life. Okay. And um, through the course of that, I watched a video called, it was a documentary called Harry um, with Dr. Fox. And I was just completely amazed at how the quality of the life of an individual um, in that video went from not having really any quality to being out in the community, working and doing a lot of um, things that you and I might take for granted. Mm-hmm. And that inspired me. I really wanted to have that positive impact on Make that people. kind of difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really great. Yeah. And okay. And so you moved down here. Yes. And then working for another organization that Mm -hmm. had moved you down here. And then this opportunity arises and you're like, I can't pass this up. Yeah, actually, I wasn't even looking. Um, And they kind of sought me out and I thought about it. And it it did bring a huge opportunity for me. This is my first time um, being a CEO, president of a nonprofit organization. Um, But also the organization is going through a pretty critical transition Mm. um, where we're having to transition about half of our services out of a service model that is um, somewhat segregated into a more integrated model. 
Okay. And um, I thought this would be a huge opportunity for me to come in and share a lot of my experiences at my previous organizations and help ensure that the about 300 clients that we serve here in San Diego County um, get them through this transition and ensure that they have services and are better integrated in the community uh, at the end. So I just thought it would be a huge uh, opportunity, but also a huge challenge, which I'm always up for. You strike me as a woman who is up for the challenge. <laughs> yes, I'm determined for sure. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> now, let's back up a little bit, you know, because not everyone in our network is familiar with partnerships with industry. Mm -hmm. You know, been around for a long time. Maybe you can give some background, some color on the organization and yeah. the type of services that you all provide. Yeah. So um, the, what, the original reason the organization um, came to be 32 some years ago was um, at that time there was no community employment options for individuals transitioning out of high school. So um, they originally started the organization to help individuals with disabilities transitioning out of the high school to be able to find competitive employment in the community. Sure. And so throughout its history, it has really been focused on employment and that got expanded from helping just one individual work, get a job at a location to having groups that um, we basically work contracts out with uh, businesses and have groups come on site and do work to also doing assessments and uh, job preparation and really helping them identify what it is that they want to do and then giving them the opportunity to experience it and then hopefully help them get a, an interview and get a job and then we support them while they're there. We actually provide on-site support to help them learn the job and then maintain it. Um, and we've kind of started to go into a new direction with some living services, but um, again, that's just in the infancy. We're only serving about four people, whereas we serve about 650 in our employment services throughout San Diego County today. Wow, and it's and it sounds like it's kind of A to Z. Yes. You know what? Is, what does that process look like? You know, what, would a parent contact you? and say, hey, here's what's going on. This is what we'd like to do. Okay, um, they can. Okay. Um, definitely, we've had families and individuals contest, contact us directly, but also we get the, uh, the majority of our referrals through the regional center system, mm -hmm. um, which is a state organization. And they basically would refer people to us who are looking for those types of vocational services. We also serve a lot of individuals through the Department of Rehabilitation. So individuals that have gone there for assistance, they might get referred to our organization for vocational services. Got it. And those services that you offer, you know, high school age person transitioning, you know, what does that look like? Do they come and they have a counselor, they have a mentor, they mm -hmm. have classes? Yeah. So when they come into our organization, um, they generally have like a program coordinator or a program manager who would meet with them kind of. Uh, get some information on them, and then they would, from there, develop a, a plan, um, basically dependent upon what the individual is looking for and what their mm -hmm. needs are. And then they would start helping them meet those goals in the plan. Um, and if their goal is to identify what type of work they want to have, then that would we'd help them through that until they, that was achieved. Um, and then if they wanted to get a job, then we have job developers that would meet with them and get a sense for what, what they're looking for. And then they literally go out in the community and bang on doors and look through uh, job listings to try to find opportunities for those individuals to interview with those organizations. Wow. Wow. And as far as scope, you mentioned there's about 650 individuals. Mm -hmm. 
And is that like on an annual basis or how does that um, work? On, well, we serve probably about 750 to 800 people annually, wow. but on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, there's probably about 650 people that we serve. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And obviously, you know, we're, we're raising funds, we're writing grants. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that 750 isn't everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and there, there's more to get to and more to serve. Absolutely. What yeah. is that like? Um, we definitely have individuals that I would say are not necessarily on waiting lists, but that are, are waiting to get those services and to mm -hmm. be able to find a job in the community. Um, a lot of the grant writing and fundraising that we do as an organization is um, primarily due to the fact that the majority of our funding comes through the state and um, our service rates have not been increased since like 1990. Wow. Yeah. Our, our supported employment rates are that old. That means that we've been getting the same rate since 1990. And obviously, as you know, cost of living increase, minimum wage sure. is rising. Um, so nonprofits have had to get very creative mm -hmm. um, and resourceful in how yep. they're able to continue to provide those services without any additional funds coming through the state. So we look for grants um, as well as fundraising. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the grant writing, share with us, you know, the grant writing that you guys are doing. Well, we have a full-time grant writer mm -hmm. and um, they basically submit, I would say about 10 grants a month. Um, we've already submitted almost $500,000 worth of grant proposals wow. this year. Um, and we're hoping to get some of those, as you know, it's a very small percent that you actually get, especially here in San Diego County. It's um, very competitive because yep. we have a high number of nonprofits uh, per capita yep. um, than most areas. And um, so we we look for grants that are um, helping us in, be more uh, inclusive in the community, vocational, um, you know, low economic type grants that help us um, find employment or offer services to individuals that are considered low income. We also look at program development, you know, creating new programs that are going to help individuals be able to be more engaged in the community, um, as well as any type of grant that helps us educate um, community businesses and community uh, Right, here are the services that we offer. Here's yeah. how you can work and partner with us. Right, and that a lot of times people um, are hesitant to hire an individual with disability mm -hmm. because they just don't know. They don't know. Right, that unknown creates almost like a right. fear factor. Are they going to be able to fit in with the group? Um, yeah. Am I going to have to change what I'm doing to be able to make them successful? So having grants that can help us provide that type of training and um, ongoing uh, communication um, to have the community be a little bit more open mm -hmm. um, and inclusive of not only the people we serve, but really anybody in general. That's great. Yeah. Can you I mean, can you share maybe some examples of businesses and, and organizations that you work with that you have yeah. good relationships with? Yes, we've um, had uh, we've worked with Qualcomm. Okay. Um, UCSD, we actually have several groups that work on the campus there. We have a group at USD, um, Home Depot, Ralph's, um, Bonds, um, just trying to think of, uh, we have one that I can't recall the exact name, but it's a metalworking sheet metal, uh, company. 
a broken token and they do wood products. We have people working there. Um, a lot of motels, hotels, Marriott, Hilton. Um, Great. Yeah. So there's Great. a lot of businesses and uh, we, I think we have over 150 business partners. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for you. And what about on the other side of that, you know, the individuals that maybe have come through um, that you see like, all right, this person is thriving, Mm -hmm. you know, as a result of our program. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll use a pretty easy example. We have an individual that actually came into our services um, and went through our vocational assessment and said he wanted to be a janitor because his father was a janitor. And he went out and he did some uh, contract janitorial work. Um, and then we had an opportunity uh, within our office um, to have a janitor. So we okay. hired him, and he um, is the janitor in our office. And he celebrated his 68th birthday, and he's been with us as a janitor for eight years. And um, every time he brings up retirement, it you know it's just makes you so uh, happy to know that he has been able to fulfill his dream of being a janitor like his father Um, and he talks about it but I've yet to actually see anything happen on that retirement he looks forward to coming in every day and um, he brings a a, just this positivity um, to our office environment that I just have never experienced anywhere else it's incredible yeah share more about that as far as you know the the benefits to the individual you know that that self-worth that pride absolutely yeah, um, the I've had experiences with uh, individuals um, starting the process where they wouldn't even look at you, um, mm. they wouldn't talk to you even when you're talking with them, um, and for the one individual I'm thinking of, they were actually coming in and doing volunteer work in the office, um, and then they were able to get a job at a coffee cart. And um, after about four months working at the coffee cart, um, the individual came into the office and came to my office door and leaned up against the door and said, hey. And I was just like amazed because I'm like, he wouldn't even have said hello or looked at me. And now the self-confidence and the value um, that he had gotten from all of his interactions Mm. um, working had given him the, you know, the self-esteem and the ability and a confidence to socialize with people and feel comfortable about it and not um, and have that expectation that they were actually going to have a positive conversation with him yeah. instead of kind of uh, being a little bit maybe shy or standoffish. Standoffish. Yeah. yeah. Um, it also um, widens their uh, skills because. A lot of times, um, people with disabilities, their their families have told been told that they won't be able to do certain things. Um, and what happens when they get out there um, in the community working at a job where they're not having that um, kind of expectation around them? You find out that they can do a lot more than what anybody ever thought. And I can <clears throat> can't even tell you how many times I've had parents say, "I never knew, and would have never believed." that they would have been able to do this. And so it, yeah. it just opens that ability and opportunity for them to literally spread their wings and and learn really what what are their limits. Phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that self-esteem, the confidence that they gain through going through your program is incredible. Yeah. I, I, you know, the reality is most of us take 
those type of opportunities for granted. Sure. Um, and so when you get to see somebody who um, really is living it and really 100% appreciating it uh, every day is amazing. I mean, they come into work with a smile on their face every day. Proud Rain to or shine. Rain or shine. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Let's chat a little bit about inclusion. Mm -hmm. Right. So important mm -hmm. and often kind of looked over. Yes, um, it, it is unfortunate, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of times uh, individuals with disabilities aren't really in or excluded into uh, the normal environments within the community. And it's mainly because people aren't aware of what's going on or mm -hmm. how they can interact or um knowing that it's okay to talk with them or to ask them to lower their voice or do certain things. So a lot of what um, partnerships with the industry is doing is just trying to help people understand, feel more comfortable and um, begin to realize that they're people like you yeah. and I. And um, as long as you have that understanding and you treat them like you and I, um, the world is gonna be a much more uh, diverse yeah. Um, and better place. Absolutely. I mean, yes. at the end of the day, we're all human beings. <laughs> yes. What is it, what does that look like? You know, I, I'm a business owner and I'm open. I want to learn more. What's the process they go through with you guys? Well, we um, if we have a business that approaches us, we can go mm -hmm. in and do actual trainings. We have trainings Great. that we can do with them and all of their employees. But we also, like I had mentioned previously, have what we call job developers. And those job developers will actually meet with them one-on-one -on -one, um, and kind of give them an idea of all the different things we do. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we keep coming back to funds. Yes. We're a nonprofit. We got to raise money. Yes. We got to keep this live, keep it going. Yes. You have a big fundraiser coming up. Yes, we do. We have an annual fundraiser. It's called Cheers. And Cheers. Okay. Yes. Love Cheers. the name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Simple. And um, I think people uh, know what, what that means. It's usually a positive uh, thought that comes to mind when we talk about Cheers. Yeah. But it's going to be um, this year. It's going to be May 23rd. It's going to be at Paradise Point. Love from, Paradise Point. I know. Isn't that such Great a nice? Venue. Yes. Uh, 6 to 9 p.m. And we'll have uh, a lot of different activities silent auction, live music, dinner, and of course, everybody enjoys some adult beverages. So um, it's a fun time. We usually have about 100 people that come. Wow. Um, and uh, it's also a nice opportunity for uh, people to come and uh, meet some of the people we serve and uh, see how, you know, how their dollars are going to be utilized and yeah. how they're going to benefit um, people. And how can people listening to this get more information about the fundraiser? Um, by going to uh, our website, um, which is www.pwi.org or pwiworks.org. I miss the works. It's okay. We're going to be sharing it. <laughs> pwiworks.org. Right. So folks, you want to check that out and just get familiar with partnership with industry, what they're doing, see what might be an appropriate fit for you, whether it's, you know, contributing some of your funds. Maybe you want to get involved. Maybe you're a business owner that wants to use our services. Vice versa, there's so many options to participate with these guys. What are some parting words that you would like to share with our network? Um, I would say thank you to everybody who already is involved or supporting a nonprofit. And um, again, just always, always, always include everyone in everything. 
in every type of event, activity. And if you see somebody that um, you're not sure if they know or are engaged, say hi. Absolutely. Yeah. Folks, it's that simple. You know, the Rise Up Network, we're committed, committed to rising up and serving and loving on one another. And part of that is including everyone. Absolutely. Wendy Forkus, Partnerships with Industry, thank you so much. Welcome to Rise Up Network. Folks, get out there and rise up.